0: Thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Hey, we are going to continue in our series. We're in the Joshua Code. I want to invite you to take your bulletin. And uh, on the back is the outline for the message today. And uh, it's a great passage. It's a great... Um, this this text right here is a text that I... I, I I just want to spend a little time with it today. I'm hoping, as I was sitting down there, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm in my head. I'm debating, can we get all of that today or not? If we don't get all of it, I'll see you uh, the 23rd because I've got VBS kickoff on the 9th, Father's Day on the 16th. So if we don't get all the way through it, we're going to finish it on the 23rd. But, but I'm going to do my best to unpack it today. But it's very rich. So if you've got your Bible and you've got a pen, or you take notes, I would lick it and get ready, okay? Because we're going to unpack some good stuff. I want to look at the text. The title of the message is, Did the devil really make me do it? Did the devil really make me do it? I want you to look at your text. 1 Corinthians 10, go to verse 13, and we're going to camp there, and we're going to be in James just for a little bit. So if you want to go to James 1, we're going to jump over there in just a little bit. But listen to the words... First Corinthians ten thirteen, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you may stand up under it. Brett, if you'll pop some slides up for me. Oop, a different one. Is there any others back there? How about another one? I can teach on that, but that's not it. How about another one? Nothing else? Yes, no, maybe. And I'm going to start on it. If you pop it up, that's cool, okay? Hey, here's the deal I want you to understand. There's a big difference before we ever get into this text. I want, there is a huge difference between a trial and a temptation, okay? There's a big difference between trials and temptations. Here's what I want you to understand. Trials come from God, okay? You've got to get this. This whole text is going to mess you up, okay? Trials come from God. They are allowed by God in your life or sometimes caused by God. But they are in your life to test you, okay, to see how strong you are or to see how you've grown. Temptation does not come from God. Temptation comes from the enemy. I want you to look at this text again, okay, okay? No temptation has seized you, except what is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not let you be, what? Tempted beyond what you can bear. I want you to go to James for me. James chapter 1. James 1. Look at verses 13 and 14. 13 and 14. When tempted... No one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one, is by, each one is tempted when by his own evil desires he is dragged away and enticed. Then afterwards, desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Who tempts you? The enemy does. The enemy does, not God, okay? Now, trials come from God, okay? There is a phrase that people use, and it's a very churchy phrase, but the problem with the phrase, it's not a biblical phrase. And that is, when you go through hard times, you will hear people say, well, he won't give you more than you can bear. Hmm. Really? Try to tell that to Job. Try to tell that to Job. Try to tell it to the people in Moore, Oklahoma. You think they have more than they can bear right now? I think so. Think Job had more than he could bear? I think so. You see, my friends, Scripture does not say that the trial is that God won't give you a trial that's more than you can bear. He says that you will not be tempted beyond what you can bear. Be careful that we don't twist that. Be careful that we don't want to mirror and marry those two. Those two cannot be married in Scripture because they don't come from the same source. Amen? Temptation comes from the enemy, and trials come from God. Be careful that you don't marry the two from the same source. Okay, because though that statement is used a lot, and you may have said it this morning, and if you did, I'm not trying to be mean, but I would rather you be biblical than catchphrase. Okay, that, that, are, that are little phrases that we use in church and around church people have got to be biblically and scripturally backed. Okay, and, and God will give you more than you can bear. You, 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 you bet He does. Well, whoa, whoa. doesn't he love us? Yes. That's why he does it. That's why he does it. Okay, or why he allows it. My friends, let me say something to you. If you don't ever have anything in your life more than you can bear, do you need God? (laughs) I got this. I'm good. Nothing to it. I can do this. I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. That ain't nothing. I can handle that. I can handle that. I can handle that. I can handle that. What happens to you when that goes on? Puff, 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 puff. Then you come to worship, and you're asked to worship him. Why well, worship him? I'm bigger than him. He ain't doing anything for me. I do everything for myself. I'm, I'm fine. I don't need him. Why, well, he don't need my worship. You ought to be worshiping me. God I'll be thankful he got me. Dude, No. No. God will send trials in your life to get you to understand that you are poverty-stricken without Jesus. That all you've got is Him. You ain't got nothing. That's bad English. But you ain't got nothing without Jesus. He is everything, man. Everything. He's all you need. He's all you, all you could ever want is, is, is all in Jesus. He's giving you the air to breathe. You don't have life without Him. You don't have eternal life without him. He's everything. And trials will come in many shapes and sizes. And sometimes you'll say, God, I don't even understand why this is happening. I don't even know if I can get through this. And he's like, you're right, child, you can't. But I can. So jump on my back and let's go together. Hold my hand and walk with me. You're like the little mouse on the elephant. You, you heard that story? little mouse gets on this elephant, and there's this old rickety bridge. And, boy, that old elephant doesn't know if that bridge is going to hold him. That mouse is just scared up there. And they walk across that old rickety bridge, and that mouse gets on the other side, and he looks back and says, Whoo, we sure moved that bridge, didn't we? That mouse, that bridge didn't know that mouse was up there, amen. Hey, when we look back, boy, God gets us through it. How many times, I mean, we could... We could, in this room right here, pop up testimonies of people that said, I faced this. I didn't even know I could face it. I wished it had never landed on my address, but it came to my house. It came to me. It's in my lap, and I didn't want it. I would have given a million dollars for it to go away, but it came, and God saw me through it. Not I made it. Folks, I'm going to say something to you. That phrase is it it can be true in in, in a, a tiny way. And here's what I want you to hear. When trials come to us, there is a temptation that's hidden in the trial. Okay? Job went through all of that. And in that trial, there was a temptation in that. And In that trial, the temptation was given to him verbally by his wife. Just curse God. Just curse him. Mm. When you go through trials, there is a temptation that is just subtly woven in there. And if you're not careful, you'll take that bait. you take that bait. Let me show you something. I brought a little friend with me today. He's not the mouse i got to be careful, because I'll tear my shirt. I don't know if y'all can see this. Can you see that? That is an artificial worm. It's a blue worm. It's got this real cute little tail. See that tail? You can make it dance real good. Now, within, I don't know how many of y'all are fishermen or, how would you say, fisher ladies, fisher men. Never have figured out how to exactly say a woman that fishes. Is that a fisher? Never mind. So, so I don't know how many of y'all fish a lot. But let me, let me help you with something because you've got to get this because this is so much of 1 Corinthians and James. If you were to go fishing, you can choose to use topwater lures, spinners, or worm. Now, sometimes worms are awesome to use, especially in your, when you're back in a cove somewhere and you've got trees down and it's, it's not real... Deep in there, and you've got some lily pads and some just junk in the water. Big, big bass. Love quiet coals. Okay? Now, the problem is if you take a worm out and you just stick a hook in that and you throw it out there and the hook's all hanging out of the worm and everything and you start reeling it across the water, guess what you're going to get a whole bunch of? Just junk leaves, sticks, lily pads, and here's what your fishing trip's going to be about. Stupid stuff. Never catch a fish. If it never gets, and then you throw it back out there. Ah, oh, stupid stuff. And all, your boat's going to be littered with it. You're going to have it all over you. You're going to start smelling like lily pads. And guess how long you're going to fish? About 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And you're going to go get a burger and a Coke and just watch people that walk up and talk about how the fish that they caught looks. You're not going to fish long if that's all you do. So you've got to come up with a way to put a hook on a worm to get it through all that junk without it getting all natted up with lily pads because no bass is going to go, look at that floating lily pad. I want to bite it. They're not going to do that. They live with them. Amen? So what, what you've got to do is you take this hook, and you put it through the top of this worm, and then you pull the hook out, and then you slide this worm down a little bit, and right about there there's a little notch in a worm, And you just put that hook back up in there. So it looks, you can't see it, but it looks like that. You see the hook? Now, this hook is not exposed. Okay? It's not. And so what you do is you throw that worm out there, and you got to let it bump a log and heal a lily pad and come up over the little things. And you got to dance that worm all around those bass. Okay? Now, that bass is sitting out there. Now, I want you to understand something about bass. They are fed by God. Would you agree? They got all the shad and minnows and wor- i mean, uh, and worms and mosquitoes and dragonflies that land on the water. Those bass—they got a buffet twenty-four-seven. Okay, but here's what happens: same thing happens to us. Happens to, wor- to, to bass. And I'm done with them. I'm not. I'm gonna skip today. I'm not gonna eat. Okay. I don't want to skip next day too. All right? You skip about three or four days of dragonflies and mosquitoes, and you get a little hungry. So you're sitting down there, and they dance this little worm around, and it flips its little tail to make it look good. And that bass has got a choice. I'm hungry, and that's a worm. Well, I think I'll just bite that worm. Okay. So he bites on the worm. Now, if you fished at all, well, I got to coach you on something. A bass of any size is not going to hit any worm. A bass will do what they call suck the tail sometimes. They'll get that tail of that worm in their mouth, and they'll just pull it. Now, if you are fishing with a rookie, okay, you better watch out. Because as soon as you fish with a rookie, and you feel that bass suck the tail of that worm, they go, pooh, and they just hook, and that worm goes, I mean it's flying. So you get your eye, your cap, your chest, and you're like, dude, every time they bump the worm doesn't mean they got the hook. Okay? You gotta you gotta chill a little bit. All right. So you throw it back out there and they feel that little that that, that line gets a little tight and that pole does that. And they just do that and the worm goes right over there. And that bass is cracking up, but you can't hear it because it's on the water. All right? Because the bass is laughing at you. Like <laughs> This dude, this is going to be a good day today, boy. I should sell tickets and pop some popcorn because this dude, I'm going to make his life miserable. And so that's what goes on. Well, here's the deal. You can only do that as a bass for so long. And if you don't react to that every time and you just let, I mean, he pulls it and you just let him pull it and then you'll feel it let go. And that worm will drift back down again. All right? That's a smart fisherman. Patience is virtue. Don't go fishing if you don't have it, okay? And so you let it go. After a while, that fish is tempted enough that he will absolutely destroy the worm. When that bass hits that worm, there is no doubt in the mind of any fisherman that that sucker's been hit. And a lot of times, if that water's not real deep, that bass will hit that worm so hard, that bass will come out of the water. I mean, he'll destroy it. Because once you fish wild fish worms and you catch a bass, that worm is toast. You can throw it away. You'll never get another hook back in that thing. All right? And so that bass hits that worm, and as soon as he hit it, you set it. This time your lure doesn't go this way. It goes into the root of the mouth of the bass. Now, it's a bad day for the bass to realize, hmm, you know what? Probably should have eaten on those dragonflies. Probably should have eaten those flies. Probably should have... ignored that artificial worm because it had a hook in it can i just tell you that every sin has a hook they all do man they all do every every time they're hidden you can't see them They're not going to say, hey, look at me. I have a hook, and if you take it, it'll go in your mouth. They're not going to do that because then you won't take it. But they disguise it within. The trial came to Job, and it comes to us. Within that trial, there is a temptation for Job. Curse God. The worm had a hook in it. The hook is that temptation within that trial. It can be a temptation for us. Now, here's the deal for us. God said temptation is common to what? Common to man. It's going to come to all of us. Every bass has had an artificial worm danced in front of it. Every one of them. Some are hanging on mantles above fireplaces right now that did not do very well with that. Okay. But temptation is danced in front of all of us. But we, just like bass, are well fed. Amen? We're well fed, aren't we? Folks, there is nobody and nothing that keeps me from this book. Nobody and nothing that keeps me from this book. Except J E F F. That's it. I can't say, man, I've just been busy. Hmm. How do I say I'm busy to a God that runs a universe? How do you do that? How do you say, God, I've just been busy? Well, Jeff, I haven't. I don't know why you can't find time. I can. How do you say that my schedule, the season of life right now, I just haven't been able to spend time in the Word like I need to? You can't, man. God says you got to eat from that which I have provided for you because if you don't, you live in a fallen world. And there's a whole lot of temptation out there. And there's a whole lot of trials out there. And within that temptation, there are hooks. And if you get a hold of them, you're going to be in trouble. Sin will take you further than you ever wanted to go and leave you longer than you ever wanted to stay. My friends, we've got to feed on the Word so that we are well fed. So that when the world dances artificial worms in front of us and dances its little tail of sin in front of us, we do not, do not jump. We can recognize it. We can see it. We can call it what it is. But we do not go after it. Because, my friends, here's the deal. You, you go after it. And you may say, well, I'm I'm just going to hang just one time. I'm just going to, I won't get caught. No one's going to know or la, 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 la. You know what that is? That's sucking the tail of the worm. That's sucking the tail, baby. Amen. Here's the problem. You ain't going to suck all day. Eventually you're going to bite it. And it's going to be sad when you realize that what you were sucking on that tail of that worm, when you got up to the heart of that worm, it had a hook in it. It had a hook in it, and it's going to be tough then, okay? There's consequences to having hooks in us. You, you're under grace. You can be redeemed. Sin's forgiven. but consequences are there. Some bass get off hooks. They live to tell another day, live to see another worm, but that lip's always got that hole in it. They always got that hole in it, amen? Folks, listen to me. There is temptation all around us. It's common to man. Jesus said, But God is faithful. He will, He will, He will, He will, he will provide a way out. The way out sometimes is through recognition of the temptation. And the way out sometimes is, I took the worm, I got the hook, but God, I want you to take it out, and I want you to heal me and redeem me and put me back out there. And I'll never, ever chase artificial worms again, God. I'm going to feast on shad and minnows and mosquitoes and and dragonflies that you provide because I don't want to be on a mantle one day. I don't want to be on there. My folks, listen to me. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. God is not tempting you, okay? The enemy is tempting you. Trials come from God. Temptation comes from the enemy. But within trials, because we talked about that life is a series of what? Pop test. Series of trials. You walk out here in a little bit from worship and I have a flat. You, you want not have no air in your tire and you're like, Dude, that is just so wrong. I go to church, I come out, I got a flat. Okay? Last time I go to church. All right? You, that's not, that's just a trial. All right? Here's the trial. The trial is that you had a flat. The test in the trial is, will you kick the tire? Will you throw your Bible at the tire? Will you say, I'm never coming to church again? Will you embarrass your family in the parking lot at the church? Will you say words that you shouldn't say to the tire that can't hear you anyway well, I mean that's the te- that, that's the temptation he trusts you with the trial. God sent the trial to job to test him, but God sent the t- the the trial to job because he could what trust him trust him. I remember my wife's words when she was given that Information that we did not want to hear three years ago. She said, God, thank you for trusting me with this. Hmm. I was the pastor going, that's not quite what I was thinking. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's not quite what I was thinking. I was supposed to be the one probably thinking that. She was thinking that. I was not thinking that. I was thinking probably the opposite of that. But we get these trials and they test us. And, and there's a temptation within that. And you got to be careful that you don't take that bait, friends. No temptation has seized you. That which is common to man, but God is faithful. He will provide a way out. He will provide a way out. Folks, when we walk out of here, there are going to be temptations. There's temptations in here. The temptation within this place is don't give God attention. Don't sing that song. Think about this. Think about that. There, there, there's all that junk. But there's tons of temptation outside these walls. But folks, we got to as a church. We got to as a body. We got to as believers. Stay well fed so that we, with our eyes, that God gives us wisdom and we can see artificial worms because, my friends, all worms have hooks. All worms have hooks. And I'm going to tell you, it's a little late to figure that out when you bite. Okay? When you bite. He would much rather you stay well fed so that you are not hungry and not jumping at everything the world dances in front of you. And when it does go by you, you just wave. Smile and wave, baby. Just let it go. Because if you jump at it, chances are... It's not going to be pretty. Okay? Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for the absolute simplicity of the gospel of Christ. God, the Bible is very clear that temptation is there. It's sent and delivered by the enemy to get us. That God is faithful. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. He trusts us in that trial that that we will not give in to the temptation in that trial. That we will not uh, surrender to that. And Father, I pray that we as the church stay well fed. Stay well fed. For if we're starving, if we're hungry going to jump at the world. We're going to jump at the things of the world. God said, I will have no God before me. None. None. God, may we make you first. Most important, that we run to you. We sup with you, and you with us, so that we may recognize the Temptations this world throws at us. And may you give us wisdom and know that every worm has a hook. And God, today I pray that we have visually seen this. That we will never let this depart from us, Father, that we understand it now. It's very clear now that we recognize it. We see it like we've never seen it before. And God, I pray it make us stronger and wiser as we face life It's trials and it's temptations that are out there. Father, I pray today that if there's anybody at the sound of my voice that has never, ever, ever given their life to Christ. They're sitting here today and they have no relationship with you at all. If they were to die today, they would not spend eternity in heaven. Father, I pray today that they would not walk out of this room like that. They would come this morning and give their life to Christ. Be born again pray for a family today of families today that have been looking for a church home, a place to call home, a place to put their roots. God, I pray that you'd lead them here and they find their place here to be fed and grow as a couple, as individuals, as a family. God, maybe we just need to come to the altar because we're hungry. We're starving. We've, we've, we've not recognized worms and we've, we've, we've jumped at the world. So, Father, whatever you need to do during this invitation time, I pray, Father, that that we would be obedient to say yes to wherever you speak. I don't know where you're speaking today. I just only know you speak today. Father, I pray we would say yes and we would would answer the, the spoken word today in our lives. God, be blessed now during this invitation time. Be blessed with each of us. In Jesus' name.